Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, as the Lakers kick off a stretch of uh, unusually winnable games for them uh, starting Thursday night with San Antonio. How weird have things gotten in this season? National writers are answering questions about whether LeBron James is going to be traded. That's how weird things have gotten. We'll talk about that and a lot of random Lakers coming up next on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everybody, for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day. Monday through Friday, we post as early as we can. So no matter where you are, how you listen, where you listen, when you listen, you have a fresh episode of the podcast to listen to. I want to let you know as well that this episode of Locked On Lakers is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. So uh, a bunch of stuff we want to get into today andy um including um the lakers really really leaning into this let's bring back former lakers to uh the fold uh we'll talk about that we're gonna get the very last game of of staples center um and and some of the emotions attached to that it's been kind of a big deal for lakers fans um well let's start with lebron james um before we get to the weird Sham Sharania on uh, from the Athletic and Stadium on with Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee Show, shooting down rumors that LeBron is on his way out. Um, let's talk about stuff that they're actually doing here in Los Angeles um, because that's relevant. David Fisdale was asked, as all these players are, uh, after the Lakers lost Wednesday night um, to Phoenix, or Tuesday night, I should say, um, about how they're getting through this. And he pointed to LeBron and Vogel as both kind of keeping everyone on a level on a level field but also not letting things slide. Yeah, and in particular what I thought was interesting about it was Fisdale stressing that it's really a partnership between LeBron and Frank Vogel. This is part of the quote. Uh so the voice is a collective voice of stay the course, stay together, go through the rough stuff, figure it out and keep being solution based. And it's been headed up by Frank and LeBron. He and Frank have been nothing short of spectacular on preaching patience, but holding people accountable. It's easy to say, be patient and just gloss over crap and act like things are all great, but it's not. And they don't let it seem like that. They're calling people out. We're addressing the things that we need to clean up. And those two are really spearheading that. So again, it's not just the idea of what LeBron or what Frank Vogel as the leaders of these teams are uh, of this team are asking from the players it's that they are doing it in tandem in as unified a voice as possible well, it certainly seems that way um and you know at uh, the part that sticks out to me is just the idea of like trying to find that balance because i mean it's very clear after i mean we we've noted and other people have noted that at times you know frank vogel has noted at times the 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 energy is not there the effort's not there and it's taken time for them to understand um kind of what they are as a team right now and recalibrate how they approach games how they approach stuff and like just what their talent can do for them but i've never gotten the impression that they aren't willing to talk about 
in a meeting, talk about in the film room, hold guys accountable for stuff or whatever. Like they, I've, I've always been left with the impression that they are doing that 2019, 2020 model where the group can hold everyone else in the group accountable for doing the right thing. Um, it hasn't translated. But it's a fascinating problem that they have there because on the one hand, you can't panic. You can't freak out, as Carmelo Anthony pointed out on Wednesday in media availability. You know, so many people were asking him about Christmas Day memories and, you know, and 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 that game and how it's special it is. And at, at one point he, he noted, like, guys, it's we're still in December. Like, there's a lot of time. Russell Westbrook, after the game Tuesday, said, like, look, I'm excited. We've got 50 games left, you know, still in front of us to get to where we want to be, to show that we are what we are. So that balance between not freaking out because freaking out doesn't do anything for you and still trying to figure out what you are and how you have to win and what has to change is, is very difficult and really interesting. Like, and and they are stuck in the middle of it in, in, in in times when trying to get to those answers is hard because you don't have the same lineup two games in a row ever. I just think it also matters because there's been so much talk that even Frank Vogel has been asked about with his job security and this team continuing to hover around 500. So, you know, Fisdale presenting this as still a collective between LeBron and Frank Vogel without you right know, with everybody on board without afterwards doing this, you know, and <laughs> doing the doing the Magic Johnson wink, 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 <laughs> like uh, we yeah. all know what's going on, folks. You know, he, he seemed very sincere. But, you know, it's funny like talking he, about this. Sure, but it's it's funny. Like you know, there is a it is related to the other sort of unusual news of the day, where you know Sham Sharania of the Athletic and uh, Stadium goes on the Pat McAfee show, and the guy's asking about whether or not LeBron is going to be traded or wants to be traded, and all this other. This stuff. is apparently chatter that Pat McAfee had heard. Sham said himself, "Like I'm not even sure where this right." Came where, from. You had no idea, and I didn't know either. I was no, sort I of surprised, but you know, Sham's diligent <laughs> reporter that he is, you know, and dialed up Rich plugged Paul. in reporter that he is, yeah. <laughs> dialed up Rich Paul, and you know, said, "Quote: I heard directly from Rich Paul that LeBron James isn't leaving the Lakers." Of course he's not. <laughs> this you know, this team then this is Shams then editorializing a little bit. This team doesn't look like it has the young legs that they need and they have to uh and have been very active in the trade market. And that's that's obviously something we're going to be talking a lot about um as we get closer to February. Um and really even January 15th when TH it's I think it's January it might be the 15th but mid January when THT is actually able to be traded. Yes. Um but a couple things just about this. I mean, first of all, I mean, no, LeBron James is not going to be traded, but it's well, more importantly, not going to ask to ask to be traded. The the Lakers are not going to trade LeBron. It's a question. I, and this is, I believe not without, uh, not without him demanding it. That's right. Well, that's the point though. I mean, I don't think there was ever a question that the Lakers would say, you know what? We, we feel like this LeBron thing has run its course. Mm -hmm. It's, it's LeBron deciding that this Laker thing had run its course. And, you know, if you, if you believe a lot of the conspiracy theories, Hey, look at those young kids in Cleveland who look really good right now. And wouldn't a, a third tour of duty as my final send off, just be the storybook. Who wouldn't, for this who wouldn't want to finish in South beach? You know, it's like, right. you know, I've always wanted to play with Jimmy Butler and like, you know, but it, this would, this is not a thing that, that Pat McAfee asks if the Lakers are, 
six games over 500 and Anthony Davis gets hurt. Like that's, it's just not. And it's even if it, if it's not a real thing, it is another indicator of just how weird and disappointing this early season has been. Um, Setting aside for a moment the just Shams' quote about how the, uh, the the delightful irony of the Lakers talking about how they need young legs and it's Jeremy Grant and they'd love to get Ben Simmons and all the and you know because they don't feel like they have enough bounce and youth and young legs and the only people that they have that they can dangle is the youngest guy on the team and a third year player <laughs> like that's that's what they can use third year guy being Kendrick Nunn that whole thing though is just. It is indicative of the the problems that the Lakers have uh, going forward, the difficulty in fixing them, and the endless chatter that is going to be around them. One thing David Fisdale did talk about uh, are some housekeeping lineup stuff that might come in terms of the availability of Dwight Howard for Thursday night's game, a game, again, the Lakers really do need to perform well. We'll ask another question about Trevor Rizzo, who played very well on Tuesday, should he be in the starting lineup? That and some, hopefully, so we get to some random Lakers and uh, some stuff about uh, Saturday's game all coming up next. Locked on Lakers fans, you've been hearing me tell you about prize picks for months. So have you signed up yet? Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you've not checked it out yet, you are missing out. You're going to love this app for the NBA and for mixed sports pick them. Christmas days are, Christmas day games are hopefully going to be off the charts and they are even more fun if they are a being played and b if you play prize picks prize picks has the best nba dfs prop game on the market prize picks offers more nba props than any other dfs prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game prize picks allows mixed sport entries like you could do the over on lebron james points combined with the under on tom brady touchdown passes like in the same thing, mix it up, mix it up, make it weird, make it fun. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks, safe. They offer fast, easy withdrawals. Go to prizepicks.com today. Use the promo code NBA or go to the app store, download the app. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you are not using prize picks, you honestly don't know what you're missing. Uh, Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Boost Mobile. Andy, you listen to podcasts like this one for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of Locked on Lakers and other things, but mostly Locked on Lakers. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can all harness that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you do it all at the speed of 5G. And with all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, how powerful will you become like Thanos? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. Be more responsible than Thanos, though. Uh, more power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and only one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. A few people were asking, um, both on the YouTube channel and uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube, they asked the question, certainly on Twitter, at Cam Brothers, why Dwight Howard didn't play on Tuesday and DeAndre Jordan did. Um, we surmised that it was probably because Dwight was coming off of the COVID protocols and just from a win standpoint wasn't there. Um, keep in mind, guys are really not allowed to do anything. They're not, it's not like they're working out hard and practicing and all that. You, you can't. 
THT um, said that basically all he did was watch movies and he admitted yep. that the game against Phoenix was tough on his legs, tough on his wind, all of that. And it showed. Right. And granted, to be, to be fair, THT was mostly watching movies about exercising um, like this <laughs> from John Travolta. But even that move, the, the, the pelvic thrust from John Travolta from the movie Perfect is not going to keep you in NBA game shape. Um, so uh, Fizdale did say that um, Howard is likely to play Thursday. He should be fine um by then to play so expect i would expect dwight and not dj if they only play one guy um another interesting thing you heard this from our our friends at um which podcast was it is uh, it um it's a Laker Laker Film Film podcast uh, uh pete darius and mike yeah they were who, by the about... way mike feel better uh mike is uh unfortunately in the covid protocols right now he is sideline reporter for the lakers uh tv right affiliate. after by the way filling in for literally everybody on that trip yes. he filled in for billy yeah. Mack. he filled in for michael thompson he filled in exactly. for john ireland he right. did everyone as the, the lakers broadcast team had to be shuffled around and at the very end of it ended up testing positive himself right. and he, so uh and he's our buddy um, so we hope he feels better so you know the that the topic of trevor Reza, who again played very well made all three of his three pointers on on tuesday against phoenix just you know, it looked like what you would want from Trevor Reza. Knew where he needed to be on the floor. Made the right pass. Connective tissue. All that kind of stuff. They asked the question of whether or not he should start. And, you know, we've been going through starting lineups and different ideas so much that, you know, you kind of got to go back to the beginning of the season. I think both of us had Ariza in our in our potential starting lineup at the yeah. beginning of the year. It makes pr- – yeah. I, I got – I got no problem with this one at all. If they wanted to put Trevor in there, you know, probably for, I would assume THT. Yeah. I mean, if not Trevor specifically, I think they do need to consider, and this is something I know I've talked about a lot. I don't think THT fits with the starters. He really didn't fit with them when Anthony Davis was there, but I just, I think there's a, there's a lot that if you're really looking to put THT in his biggest places of strength and really utilize what he theoretically does best the most, you need the ball in his hands more. And the more that he plays primary minutes with LeBron and Russell Westbrook, particularly to start games when you're looking to set a tone and you're looking to kind of get yourself off to a good start, I don't know how much he's actually going to be utilized in ways that really help. And you know he's he's in a brutal shooting slump right now, but the truth is he's not a shooter, period. And, you know, maybe that skill will develop. He still has a ton of time. He is still, we always have to remind, very young, very much in development. But the Lakers don't have the luxury of waiting on that. And if you can find a different configuration that makes more sense for both THT and whoever would replace him in the starting lineup, whether Trevor Reza or somebody else, I really think it's something they should consider. And, and look, it's not as if this means he's not going to play with Westbrook. He's not going to play with LeBron, all of this. Like, THC's going to get plenty of playing time with everyone. And he's still going to play a lot. But I, I agree with you. How can you maximize him? You Because you can't have one for, I believe, was he one for 11 or one for 12? I, you know, I he and IT, you know, Isaiah Thomas were just brutal. They had, you know, 24 empty shots between the two of them or something. Uh, on Tuesday, you can't have that. And no. the more THD has to shoot from the outside, the, the the worse it tends to be. He is not somebody who's going to add a lot of space, and you know he needs Westbrookian like lanes to to free himself up. So I, I I don't have a problem with that in the slightest. 
the one thing I would say though is in starting Trevor, it's like with all these guys, Andy, because as uh, Shams pointed out, they may not have the youth uh, and the bounce that they need. They just discovered it, the, they didn't sign Trevor Reza Jr. Right. <laughs> like, whoa, wait, the same guy from 2009? Oh my God, he's ancient. He's still in the league? Good <laughs> Lord. All right, guys. All right, that's on me, Rob Palenka. That was my mistake. I, I needed to investigate. This I mean, we further. checked his ID. <laughs> he said, I mean, I, 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 I love that. Twenty-eight. Who are we I, to say that? I do love the idea that you know they, they need to get more youthful. Yeah, no bleep. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. did did Rajon Rondo, Danny Almonte, them or something? Like, did they not know these people that they were putting on the team? <laughs> I mean, it was it was noted. <laughs> Yeah, it came in up. many circles that the roster had some age on it. Like yeah. this, this didn't sneak up on most people. I mean, apparently though, it did sneak up on them. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is Sham uh, Sham's editorializing. This is not a direct quote from him from Rob Belinka. I'm just, it's just kind no. of funny the idea that this would be, this would be a prescription that the front office, uh, as we get closer, well, like, we got to get some line. legs on this team. Like <laughs> they should want Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant's a good player who can help them now right. more than thd can and all that kind right. of stuff but right. like just to, to be just, fair to the front office that was shams yes. that was not uh him quoting palinka because no. that would be to <laughs> 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 quote rob palinka <laughs> oh my goodness who knew no that was not a direct quote it's just right. us rolling our eyes at the concept of the lakers feeling like they need an injection of youth again mm -hmm. by trading their youngest player um but anyway they need an injection of better is what they need, not so much an injection of youth. But you know, if, if Trevor's going to start, it's got to be in the context of twenty minutes. You know, eight yeah. seventeen to twenty-two minutes. You know, they Carmelo mm -hmm. Anthony needs to play seventeen to twenty-two. Like every third, fourth, fifth game, play a little more. Fine. You know, you might need Ariza for thirty in one night. You might need Melo for thirty. Uh, you know, but then it's balanced out by a game where you use him for twelve. You know, they. They they have to maintain the balance with their olds um, that keeps them playing at a high level. The reason you'd want to be able to start Ariza, you get it. I am almost one hundred percent sure you will get a diminishing return if you make him play thirty two minutes a night in quote unquote yep. starters minutes. And the same is we've seen the same be true for Mello, Austin Reeves, Tht. You know, those are still guys, Kendrick Nunn, one day. Those are still guys, Malik Monk, when he comes back, that they're going to need to rely on for real minutes. And I think Reeves and, and THT particularly. Uh, but the idea that, that Trevor starts, fine with me. Yeah, I think all this... To ask me. I think all this will become a little bit easier to once... Like, the biggest reason I could think of that maybe they couldn't start Trevor now is just with... LeBron having to play so much small ball five, maybe just the way the minutes get doled out, it's actually easier to make that happen with Trevor coming off the bench just in terms of literally right. the floor combinations and stuff like that. But once you have a full squad with a little more size and you know THT has his legs back under him a little bit more, Austin Reeves is back out there because he's relatively one of their bigger wings, for better or for worse, I do think it is possible to play Trevor as a starter, still keep it basically a five minute shift to open and close each half. I think that's mm -hmm. doable. So yeah. we'll see. And, you know, 20 minutes is 20 minutes. I'm just, again, I I'm thinking about in terms of just floor combinations and who makes sense with who 
Trevor makes sense with whoever you play him with. He's just one of those type of yeah, players. He's one of those. I think, that one of that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think THT is more specific, and that's really the big difference. But partially because THT's value isn't. I mean, obviously they 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 need him defensively, and that's part of what they're trying yeah. to do with him. And he's sure. he was guarding all kinds of folks in that Tuesday yeah. game against uh, against uh, Phoenix. Um, but you know, from an offensive standpoint, he is a an active and ball dominant can be a ball dominant guy. And he's, so you want and him out there with the right people, and, and Trevor not, is not. Right, and he's not so good defensively at this point that you look past the offensive issues. Right, exactly. Um, all right, so Andy Staples Center is no more, at least after Thursday night. Um, and that's got people freaking out uh, in ways that some of which I think are, are sentimental and wonderful and others that kind of make me giggle. We'll talk about all of it next. Lockdown Lakers brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, but Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your new, your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and it helped them save over $100 million collectively. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, so Thursday night, Andy, is the last uh, game with the Staples Center uh, title attached to the the physical building that the Lakers will play in. And there's been all kinds of, of sentimentality and people asked about, uh, you know, uh, what is it, what's your favorite Staples Center memory? And, and all these other, as if they're going to be playing in a different building on Saturday. Um, they're not. And I, I got to be honest with you. I get like, the hey, let's, let's look back at the last 20 years kind of thing. Um, you know, what are your favorite, you know, what are some of the best games the last 20 years, best moments the last 20 years? I, I, I think there are people who are forgetting their team's not actually going anywhere. Like Staples Center is just being repainted, essentially. They're, they're throwing up a new coat of paint on the thing. And everybody's going back to work in the same place and going to watch games in the same place or whatever on Saturday that they did on Thursday. But maybe I'm just an unsentimental old coot. Well, it's not even that you're an unsentimental old coot, Brian, although make no mistake, you are. The mm -hmm. issue is really, this is about being a fan of the team and really being connected to it. And for fans that are truly connected to Staples Center and what has happened in Staples Center, the five championships, you know, all five with Kobe that took place in that building with that Staples Center floor, with that Staples Center roof. There's a connection to that, that, you know, especially when you experience that inside that building as a fan, as opposed to people like, you know, you or me, or, you know, in my particular case, I was a massive Laker fan well before I ever started doing this for a living. But mm -hmm. broadly speaking, you know, 99% of the time when I was ever inside Staples Center watching a Laker game, I was watching it for work. And that's different than sitting in there as a fan. There are very specific connections and very specific memories to that time at Staples Center that goes beyond just the physical building. It's it's not about the the apparatus. I mean, it's not about it's not about the framework of, of the arena. It's about what took place there and about what you visualize when it happened. So, 
you know, and I'm not going to pretend that I've been freaking out over the, the crypto.com thing or, you know, like other than the idea that it just sounds bizarre, like I, I'm not upset over it, but I get where fans are coming from. Like I, I understand what the connection is. And I think when to people, the actual, like to the sponsor of the building, it's not the sponsor though. It has nothing to do with the sponsor. It's what the building was called when it happened. Sure. Nobody cares that it's Staples. It's that it happened to be Staples. If it had been Office Depot, it would have been felt the same way as if it were Staples. OD. Sure. It, it's got nothing to do with Staples itself. It's this was Staples when this happened. This will not mm -hmm. be Staples anymore. Therefore, that history that will continue in the building changes. And for a lot of fans, they don't like it. Well, I, I mean, look, I get it. I understand. It's it's for me. It's like I, I make the comparison to like when our parents moved out of our childhood home. I was like, and that is a place that I have, you know, sentimental attachment to both the building and whatever. And like if the Lakers were moving to another building, you know, we've covered a lot of really amazing stuff there. Professionally, met a lot of people. I have good memories of working with people. There's a lot in that building that I that I have sort of. And if they were physically leaving the building, I might feel different. But I, you know, when when our parents moved to their other place, I was really concerned. I was like, oh my God, this is gonna feel so weird. I'm not gonna like it and all that kind of stuff. And not to get all sentimental here, but like it's kind of the people and it's the stuff inside and it's the pictures on the walls and all that kind of and none of that is gonna change. Um, I, I mean I get what you're saying about about you know when you but you're not the connected court. the same way though. But, I mean, but, you're just but not. I know I understand that, but I understand. But I, and I get what you're saying about the pictures for, for a lot of Lakers fans. For a lot of Lakers fans, they feel an attachment to what was inside that building the way you felt attached to your house. Right. And when I got to the new house, what I realized was I overrated the, and that was like when they literally did move that I actually overrated. The the physical shell that you know our parents are living in, and it is. I walked in there and like my parents are there, and, and the, you know there's I recognize the pictures and the furniture is the same and all that stuff. And I was like, eh, not such a big deal. They're essentially repainting the thing, and I, I really do believe that part of the angst over this is that Crypto.com Arena is just fundamentally an undignified place for a team like the Lakers to play. Like, I don't give a bleep, but, I mean, even, even with that, it still sounds ridiculous. It still it appears ridiculous. And, like, you know, even keeping in mind that the, the company, I actually think that the fact that the company that they're losing here has become so irrelevant to people in their right. daily. It is an office supply store that literally nobody shops at. They just no, uh, so, uh, uh, they just opened a new one like six blocks from where we live. They moved into a bigger facility. There's a Brian. new they're, Staples they're, near you. Yes, it's according to my wife. It is bigger now. Like the Staples huh. that used to be near us is now relocated and larger than ever. So. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Just, if they were changing this to 
the Ally Bank Arena or the Ally Bank Center or, you know, pick a just a normal sounding company, I think it would say it is the fact that Crypto.com Arena is an undignified thing for a team with 17 championships and 4,000 banners and Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and, and you know, all-star games, and Taylor Swift and everything that has gone on in that building to be housed in it's 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 cartoonish new money and the lakers just aren't that no and some some <laughs> fans complain they ought to be more new money it might solve some problems but like here's the thing though i just I mean, I, that, that to me is I, I i cannot i fundamentally believe that's part of the issue that is part of it but i think you're making it more of the entirety than it actually is and the comparison mm -hmm. that you made to our parents house i understand what you're saying but one vast difference between that and the fans' relationship to then Staples Center, soon uh, Crypto.com is... Well, most of those we, people hadn't been to our house. Uh, <laughs> yes. The other <laughs> one, though, you were, Oh, okay. Well, I guess the, the second one would be... <laughs> we see our parents' house in St. Louis once every seven years, eight years, for me, maybe even longer. So it fundamentally changes nothing for us. I have been in our parents' new house, I believe, twice <laughs> since they moved. So, And you've been there barely more than I have. Coming up in a special bonus segment, why Andy is uh, estranged from our parents. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, it, it No, I get it. It doesn't affect us. You're not any, seeing the and you're not seeing the, right. the highlights every they, day and all that kind of they, stuff. They live two thousand miles from us. Where where they live now ultimately does not affect our life in the. Let me ask okay, you. You brought up an interesting point uh, when we were kind of texting back and forth uh, about this. And again, this how I, I am a cold and unemotional old coot. You brought up Kobe. Yes, if Kobe was still alive. Do you think people would re be reacting differently to this? I think they might. I Because Kobe was such a specific, huge part of that history. And when you take Staples Center off that floor, you are literally erasing part of that history. Like in the most literal sense, like all of the different iconic images of Kobe Bryant with that Staples Center floor, with the Staples signage, behind him, which again, has nothing to do with staples. It's the visual and the sense memory and all of that. And, you know, with Kobe being gone, fans want to preserve every single part of it that, that you still have. And that was his building more than anybody else's. And, you know, like Staples Center opened with Kobe Bryant and Shaq and Phil Jackson winning a championship. And then Kobe was a part of four more of them. And I think more than anything, you know, really more than anything else, I think even more than the indignities of crypto.com, I think it's the idea of you are taking away, you know, pieces of Kobe for a lot of fans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think that's a great point. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm joking some about this, but I, I think there's a whole range of things. I think there is people, there are people who really are, see it the way that you're talking about it there. I think there are people who are the, you know, I'll never, 
jersey patches i'll never watch again it's ridiculous i'm not like there's that crew there's the crypto.com is just stupid whereas staple center at least is alliterative it kind of rolls off the tongue you almost don't have to think about it as like my team plays in a dumb place <laughs> um, you know it's embarrassing um and there's a there's a whole range of things going on here but i do think you are on to something for at least a segment of fans uh, in terms of the Kobe attachment. Um, But anyway, last thing I wanted to uh, let people know, just to kind of give an idea of how long they'd been playing at Staples Center and the world changing. The first game at Staples Center, uh, November 3rd, 1999, the Lakers won 103-88 over the Vancouver Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. Shaq led all Lakers and all scorers with 28 points, also had 10 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. The starting lineup was Shaq, Glenn Rice, A.C. Green, Ron Harper, and Derek Fisher in the place of Kobe, who you remember, he broke his wrist before the season began, missed the first 15 games. Both teams, Brian, gunning it in this contest. 16 threes taken combined. Combined. Eight eight per team. Rick Fox was the sharpshooter of this game, went one for four because these teams went a combined one for 16 uh, Rick Fox hit the only. So they basically the they basically did a buddy healed like yes as, as combined. And uh, Travis Knight, being who he was, managed to get two fouls in just over four minutes. Um, <laughs> November third, nineteen ninety nine. The number one movie of the moment was the remake of House on Haunted Hill with Tay Diggs, Jeffrey Rush, and Femke Jansen. Uh, it was about to shift towards the Bone Collector. The number one movie of nineteen ninety nine, The Phantom Menace. Number one song on November third. Smooth, the Santana song with the dude from Matchbox 20. Oh and my the, God, that is not a good song. Yeah, and the number <laughs> one album of the year, Millennium by the Backstreet Boys, featuring a little tune called I Want It That Way. Wow. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a minute since they it's played anywhere else but Staples Center. And you know what? None of this was, was, was uh, shared on social media. Mm-hmm. None of it. I didn't, I'm not totally positive. I had, I don't remember when I got my first cell phone, but it might not have been 1999. Maybe. I don't remember. I don't know. Wow. Um, Different right. world, man. So the end of Staples Center is nigh. Um, crypto.com Arena is here, and we're all just going to have to get used to it. Um, we'll probably just keep calling it Staples. Uh, oh, people will. Basically what I plan I mean, on Do doing. you even know what the Coliseum's naming rights are? I have no idea. It's the Coliseum. No, but I never knew what. Right. I, I don't know doesn't if it's had a name and what it doesn't matter. It's the Coliseum. Um, but so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll all get used to it eventually figure out workarounds. Um, that Saturday game is becoming a truly fascinating thing um, for the Lakers on all kinds of levels for the NBA. So plenty to talk about on Friday's episode, but obviously this one on Thursday night against San Antonio, who by the way are playing really well, Uh, is an important one, and we'll break it all down for you on Friday's show. Thanks a lot.